Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Bucks, Bulls, and Bows podcast. It's the morning of November 23rd, I believe. That's what it is. Double check that. No, it's the 24th. We're running out of time. <laughs> this is the uh, uh, 30 Days of Rut podcast, and uh, we are well into the post rut here. A lot of uh, rutting activity will be winding down here roughly after Thanksgiving. That doesn't mean you're not going to see any, but it's going to start to wind down. And what that means is, from you, from a hunting perspective, is that you're going to start to shift a lot of your focus back to, you can remember how you hunted back in October, late October-ish, somewhere in there, um, where you were hunting a lot of feeding patterns in the evening, and in the mornings you're hunting bedding areas. That's that's what's going to happen now. Um, the difference is that a good portion of these deer are in areas they've never been in before. Not all. There's different personalities for different bucks. Some of you have been chasing the same buck uh, for, you know, for weeks, which is crazy. That's cool. Um, it happens. But it's not the norm. Um, normally most deer start to move outside of the area when they stop finding does and nesters. And that's why your cameras are all cold because you guys have cameras set up in places most likely that they've always been set up through the entire year. Um, you're still hoping to get a buck on a scrape. You're still hoping to get a buck on a rub line. You're still hoping to get, I mean, it's, it's just a, a rinse, repeat, rinse kind of thing for a lot of you. And that's, that's why you haven't found success specifically. So, um, I would encourage you, like I always have, is to make sure, you, you know, you, you go outside your comfort zone here these this time of the year especially and hunt areas that maybe don't seem quite as traditional as other areas you're hunting in definitely I, I just wouldn't spend time like hunting scrapes like some of those obviously became active again um, not very many of them but they typically do become that active again to a certain degree especially on private ground where you are in control of what's going on around those deer as far as pressure goes and you've planted the food for them um, but if you're on a lot of private gr- or public ground some of you experience a loss like if some of your deer are gone um, some of you are are hunting um, pieces that have quite a bit of pressure, and those pieces have seemingly pushed all the deer out, and most likely they probably have actually out to the private properties. So you're looking for places that have been maybe not quite as pressured, and this goes for gun guys and bow guys in this scenario. I know I was, ah, it's not like I was on gun guys pretty hard the other day. I wasn't trying to be. I was just explaining it's the situation that it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. So. Um, how are you going to focus your efforts going forward? I'm going to sit all day again today, all day through Thanksgiving. After that, um, I, I'm going to shift back to hunting mornings and evenings. And mornings, eh, I don't know. I'm a better morning hunter than what I am an evening hunter. I mean, I'd say midday first, then mornings, then evenings. Um, that's just, I don't know, dude, that's just how I've, I don't know, the types of areas I hunt, whatever you want to say. I find more success that way. When I talk to other hunters who have a, an impressive resume, like they do a lot of evening hunts. And they do really well on those. Most of those are private landowners hunting on private lands. So um, it just depends on, you know, what kind of an environment you have that you're hunting on, what, you know, whether it's, it's high pressure or not high pressure, and whether you have food or you don't have food. As we move into that late season, of course, we have gun seasons come up here in Iowa and in, in Rifle uh, down in uh, Kansas. I'm sure it's it, you know, traditionally has always been about the first week of December. Um, as those guns start to go off, obviously, our pressure is going to change here dramatically. A lot of those deer are going to be pushed to private grounds or places where they're not bothered a whole lot. Um, and of course you're going to be missing a lot of deer because a lot of them are going to be, let's just be honest, dead. So, um, you know, there's a lack of inventory there too, but a lot of you are struggling right now. It's, it's because you're hunting the same places over and over and over again. It just is. And some of you may have went out and explored once or twice and be like, ah, that didn't work for me, Rod. Okay. Well, you went one or two days and it didn't work out for you. I went to a new area the other day, piece of public ground. I stayed there for a few days. I ran into a pretty good buck, uh, actually two. And, um, man, I stayed on that deer. I actually had three times I had sightings of that deer. Once was not in the stand. Um, 
in a, in a two day, three day time period. And, um, I wasn't able to get it done on that deer. And then for the past three or four days, he's, he's been gone. So I spent an incredible amount of time on that specific deer. Um, and I'm sure who knows where he's at. And he might be in the same area too. I just may not have access to where he's at exactly. But my suspicion would be that he's up, um, cruising around somewhere because the last time I seen him, he checked two groups of does very rapidly and then moved on. Um, there wasn't a whole lot I could do in that situation. So, um, that's, that's just the kind of things you're dealing with. Remember the magnet story that we talked about the other day? I don't know if you, if you were listening to this podcast, hopefully you were. It's a really good principle, a really good depiction, I think, of, of how this works. If you can imagine, let's just say you have a, a floor, a bare floor, nothing in the room, just a bare floor in a bedroom type thing, and you, and I shouldn't even say bedroom, it could be any room, it could be a kitchen, whatever, just a bare floor, and you spill a bunch of, mag- or, uh, sponge, spill a bunch of roofing nails all over the floor, scatter them all out. And then um, imagine those are whitetail bucks that are on the landscape. And then think about somebody coming in with a roofing magnet hanging on a string, and they hover over top of those roofing nails, drop it on the floor, and then they drag it around in a random pattern around that that room for just just a little bit. What you're going to see is a bunch of those nails get sucked onto that magnet. That's the same effect as bucks that does are having on bucks. They're getting sucked onto the one doe. And so you're still going to see, probably through Thanksgiving anyways, you still will see likely multiple bucks at times on a doe. There's, there's no guarantee of that, like full disclaimer there. like <laughs> Because what's happening is, as that, if you drug that string around that room with that magnet falling behind it, all those nails are getting sucked onto there. Look at the pattern that would be left in your head if you did a big S circle around that room. There's a bunch of voided areas now where those magnets, where those nails once were, they were attracted to the magnet and they're not there anymore. These are big voids in the landscape where there are no deer. That's what's happening to some of you. It's not like these deer are just locked down. I'm so sick of that term locked down. That is something that will give me like cray cray just to keep you throwing around the word lockdown. There's no, listen, <laughs> the only thing that remotely resembles a quote unquote lockdown phase is when a buck is with a doe during the breeding phase when she is receptive and they don't travel real far necessarily, but in some cases they do. So I really need you to, to get your head around that. Like for, I, it's an easy cop-out excuse. And that's what this whole world seems to be built on that anymore. It's all cop-outs. I don't have time. Um, there's the rut's over. Uh, we're in lockdown. I mean, dude, excuse, excuse, excuse. What kills monster bucks right now is tenacity. That's it. It's tenacity. And this is one of the best times of the year to accomplish that. So do something different outside of your comfort zone. If what you've been doing isn't working, do something different. That's all there is to it. You guys see that post on my on my memes, and I know I'm getting a little bit preachy here, but you guys see that on some of my memes on my personal account, those of you that follow me on there, um, where you see me talking about health. You know, If you want different results, do something different. If you do the same thing over and over again, you're not going to have different results. You're going to get the same results. It's just like waking up on Monday morning next week after you've had your Thanksgiving dinner, and or well, let's just pick screw Thanksgiving. Let's just pick any random week, and you wake up on Monday morning and look at your gut and go, "Dang, it's a little bigger than what I'd like it to be," and you do everything exactly the same as you did for the next six or seven days, <laughs> and then the next Monday comes around you're like, "Dang, it's still there." Yeah, because you did the same things. So like, I, that's a little off topic, but it's it's a it's it's very relevant. It's the same type of thing of what I'm telling you here is that you've got to do some different things if you want some different results. 
And yes, maybe you can sit in that same stand you sat in for 15 years and something's going to come by and you're going to whack it. And that's super cool. But I would try something different. I mean, heck, next week we've got, you know, I, I might even, I've thought about maybe I'm going to head over to Western Iowa. I'm going to do something a little different than what I've been doing here. I mean, I've done it a, while, uh, a long time ago, but uh, go out there and just try to find some with some glass, some optics, and then put a stock on them. I love doing that type of stuff anyways. I just don't have any one over there that I live with necessarily, or that live with, that I know that I can uh, uh, camp with for the week type thing. So um, I've got friends around Southern Iowa and South Central Iowa, and that's a lot of why I hunt a lot down here, to be quite frank with you. It's, I don't have to pay for that hotel room everywhere I go. So um, I save that for elk season because gosh knows my budget gets out of whack at elk season for hunting anyways. <laughs> Anyhow, I hope some of that helped. It's a little bit of, I guess you call it real talk this morning, but it's just some information that I wanted to pass along to you, and, and, and you've heard me say it before. It's just vitally important that you understand, like, you, you know, hear me now, listen to me later kind of thing. Well, later's here, so listen up and uh, do the hard work there. Get out there, climb a tree um, somewhere you've never been before, throw a decoy out, um, do some rattling. You know, you've got options. You've got lots of options. So I'm just going to leave that right there. I hope you guys are having a great uh, season. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast, um, you're already plugged in and wanting to learn a little bit more. That's all I'm here for is to help you learn more. I don't get paid to do these. It's just something I enjoy doing. So um, you're welcome. Have a great day, everybody. Smoke a big one. See ya.